2: I am Trev Denny. I am in my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, and I am hosting it from there, as always. I'm joined this evening by Cam Brinch, by Lisa Marie Hallan, and hopefully by Carl Kopak, who is having connection issues or microphone issues, but he's trying manfully in the background to get round to it. So we'll come to him last by way of introduction. But I have to go to you first, Lisa Marie Hannan, because I need you to confirm for us what episode this is, because I have no idea.
3: Well, hello, Trev, Cam, Carl. Um, welcome to episode 370 of the Anfield Index podcast. Lovely. Incidentally, I believe we're hitting right at my two-year anniversary of joining the podcast. Ah, so ah, lovely. It's also monumental <laughs>
2: that is that's that's fantastic i'm, I'm done, uh, two years excellent excellent that is good that that gives us a little bit of uh, a little bit of added extra occasion to this one <laughs> um how have things been for you in the last little while since we've done First. one of these all good
3: well, you know they've they've been pretty busy um as as always I'm just trying to keep all the plates spinning all the balls in the air but but overall very well
4: Good to hear.
2: Good to hear. You haven't uh, packed off any more children out of your house or anything like that, have you?
3: No, I have not. Although, honestly, the amount of time that the daughter spends here, I mean, between school and dance, and she's involved in the fall theater production at school, is she's pretty much here to, you know, sleep and shower, (laughs) to be fair. So it's almost like I've packed her off.
2: I get you. I get you. I remember that stage. Uh, I think I can hear Carl Kopak shouting in the background, but it's not coming through, Carl. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Uh, Keep trying. I I know what to tell you. Uh, Cam, long time no speak, friend. How are you?
4: Yeah, very good, thanks. It has been a, a while, hasn't it? I can't remember the last time I was on. It must have been, it feels like a couple of months ago now.
2: I don't think it was, but it feels like it. I think it might 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 have been been among folks. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Um, I Um, I know you want to start off specifically with some kind of a shout out. Do you want to do that?
4: Yeah, sure. It's a little shout out to um, a promising young footballer called uh, Ruben Singh, uh, based up in the northwest of the country. Uh, Huge, huge Liverpool fan. Um, Sort of a family member as well. Um, Absolute massive red um this lad's going to go a long way so please everyone keep an eye out uh in the future for young ruben ruben singh that is yeah so big that's shout out to you lad big love
2: yeah that's fantastic that's great to hear and I, I i hopefully we've got an early insight there into a, a, a future superstar i love that uh yeah all the best to ruben that's that's uh certainly one to watch he's 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 getting wave reviews is he
4: yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's a promising young talent, let's put it that way. So um, all being well, we will hear a lot more about him in the future. So Love it. watch his face.
2: Love it. Now, I, I have to start with a very simple question for you, Cam. Um, okay. I, I, um, why do you hate science? Why do I hate science? Yeah, what What have you got against science, man? Like, I, I, I've, I've tried to do several scientific polls over the last one. <laughs> And uh, you come you come at me with this aggressive belligerent attitude. Uh, 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 you know, I, I, it's 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 almost as if you're 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 thumbing your nose at the hard logic and science behind my uh, internet research. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> if you're basing your research on those polls, then Trev, um, then. Uh, I've got a, a bridge to sell you in London. So um, listen, trust yeah. the science. Trust the science. <laughs> I'm no, all for science. You know me. I'm all for science. I, I may not be all for Trev's polls, but I'm all for science. <laughs> but I, I bet, for some bizarre reason, I do always vote in your polls. <laughs> yeah, of course you do, yeah. 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 It wouldn't it be right do. if I didn't. It, well,
2: it, it justifies the the absolutely horrific comments you make to me right <laughs> now. So uh, I, you know, I know you're not a man of of complete lack of conscience. You got to justify, yeah. You got to yeah. justify. Yeah. So I I have a topic for uh uh
4: you both or the three of you if we can get Carlin. I easy easy. You know what it he is? its easy. Is in the fields of Norfolk. What what do you expect?
2: Well, I suppose I suppose rural England, rural Ireland. Um, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, I, I I so I have I have a clip I want to play. Uh, just bear with me here for a second, uh, and I'd like to get your take on it because it's caused quite the furore and it's from Kloppel's press conference today, uh, and I think it's just. Uh, Listen, you've done several of the press conference pods with Dave. Um, and I know, as a result, you have you know sat and analysed what Clappo said, and sometimes it can feel as if it's a bit too harsh pulling apart the things he's saying. Sometimes you're just cringing listening to the absolutely awful, uninventive questions being asked by journalists, and you think, my God, can I have a go? I I, I would love a go. <laughs> but but today we had the latest in the Jimbo Pierce versus Clappo. Uh, confrontational scenario i'd like to get everyone's take on it um and before we do i have there's a couple of things that I i should mention so pierce asked him a question about the lunchtime kickoffs and i did notice earlier on um that A fellow called Michael Reid, who was retweeted by Simon Brundish, said that tomorrow's game versus Wolves will be Liverpool's 12th Saturday lunchtime kickoff, either 12.30 or 12.45 in the Premier League, immediately following an international break under Jurgen Klopp. That is including eight away from home. And here's the particular stat of interest. That is now double the amount of any other Premier League team since he joined. And apparently in the last uh, six of them, and they might have all been last season, there were three draws and three losses, which Pierce points out in the um, clip I'm going to talk to you about. So that's the context for this. And then there's been various responses to it. So if you're interested in this topic, I'm going to play you the short minute and, and a few seconds of it to, to, to get your take and see what you think. So, here we go. Who's last one for the big loss? I mean, just ask about playing 12-30 on Saturday. You've got six games of that slot last season. the drew three, lost three.
1: Is, is there something about playing at that time that is probably a tick or is it more about just kind the in the preparation time if you've played midweek? week And obviously this time around it's a different...
5: I do in the international I'm serious with that question. Yeah. What do you mean by the, what is the difference when you play 30 hours ago in Bolivia? What do you think is the reason? Well, you think it's that? The, the, I did not understand. Is that something about the time or is it a lack of time between? And
0: is it the lack
6: of is it specifically playing at that time on
5: Saturday that could be It's not a problem if you're in all the week. We always said that. You know, it's not a problem 12:30, 30. That's easy to adapt. The only problem is the lack of recovery time. So we have now, we have four international breaks until March. Two of them we have already at 30 kickoff. If I say a well word about it, then the whole world goes again. Um, uh, 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 we start moaning again. This is a joke. We have players in South America. I didn't see them yet. In 24 hours we play. <laughs> so, and this is it, but it's like it is. We cannot change that. We will never change that. Whatever you will talk to. Now, obviously, the the TV channel has now a different name, but um, that doesn't change, obviously, anything at all. Um, So they just don't give a bet about that. So why should I talk about it? We didn't think about it. In a moment, somebody like you now gives me this feeling that he's sitting there and what's exactly the problem? Is it 12.30 because it's lunchtime? Or could it be the, the, the lack of time between the games and the intensity of the travel and the make your own opinion about it? Maybe this time without a sauce. A
2: little bit of added spice there at the end from Kloppo in terms of the little comment, which I'll get to. But just initial responses there, because a lot of people have listened to the manager and said, you know what? Not sure about that, lad. Um, it, it was a bit angry, a bit excessive. And now other people who are aware of uh, reasons Clapo might have to be annoyed with both Pierce and the publication he works for um, would be very much in favour of him being like that to James Pierce in every interview, to be honest, <clears throat> every press conference. So I just wanted to get a quick take. Uh, first, Lisa Marie, had you heard that before? And if you have, what was your initial? Did you find it a bit of cringe or were you fully on board with Juergen or, or, or what do you think of the validity of that question?
3: So I did hear it. Um, that, that's the only piece of the of the press conference I, I have heard of, of this morning's press conference, um, just because I did have a chance to see that little clip on I don't know, something, somewhere on social media, and I did listen to it. Um, so my initial, just initial reaction was, ooh, awkward. <laughs> I mean, just the way Klopp responds to it, and and I know, yes, there's, for whatever reason, this animosity um, it's, that he clearly seems to to have consistently with with James Pearson. Any question that he asks, so. As listening to it again and everything, my initial thought was, I just wonder if he would have still reacted that same way if that question had been asked by somebody else, by another reporter from another publication. Would he have Mm. still reacted in that manner or was his reaction colored by who was asking the question? Um, And I and I. I, And of course, we don't know that, but but it just it it does seem like any time Pierce asks a question now that collapse reaction is, is very terse and, you know, why are you asking that question? That's a stupid question kind of thing. So, um yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a valid question. I, I had seen that stat, you, you know, about the, the early kickoffs and, you know, and, and why it is this, sp- I mean, and it does, you know, we're not playing midweek and, you know, in Europe right now, but it is coming off that international break. And you honestly, of course, before I even say the sentence, I know it doesn't even make any sense, but you would honestly think the league would take some of that into consideration. I mean, why have you are they re, are they required by, you know, the TV coverage to have games play. Play that that early kickoff time, they probably are. So there's probably no way they can be like, OK, there won't you know, we won't have any games starting that early. Um you know, coming back from this quick international break. So I don't know. But, but I, do, I do think Klopp reacted the way he did because of who asked the question.
1: Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs,
2: Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that. And to bring you in on this, Cam, and I think we do have Carl back. So hopefully you heard the clip, Carl. I'll be I'll be with you in a second Anna. Um, But Cam, to bring you in on this, Lisa Marie's alluding to the fact that it's probably, the attitude was probably because it was and it's personal, and he has uh, a serious issue with, the journalist on the um, publication uh, outlet, whatever you want to call them, uh, because he, there's no doubt about that, because his little comment, the throwaway comment at the end, he says, you know, go and, do, you know, check that out for yourself and maybe this time do it without a source. So that's that's the bugbear there is some story where. Um, there was a source quoted saying something that Klopp was not happy about. And I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it because some of it, I I can't, I can't clarify um, yes or no on it. Um, And Carl's thrown in the idea of um, mistaken identity. So you can come to me on that later on, Carl, but to be honest, you'd imagine that would have been clarified now in, over the course of some of these multiple times that it's happened. Uh, Cam, you're taking it like the validity of the question, I think. Is there mm-hmm. and it can be asked. Yeah. And there was a sort of almost deliberate misunderstanding on the part of the manager, because I don't think he was being vague. He said, look, it, he said, is it the lack of preparation time uh, or is it that we have an issue at half 12 kickoffs? Now, I can see how that might upset the manager because he's trying to say, like, what are you saying? We're, we're deficient in our preparation in some way, shape or
4: form. But, but look, it's a fair enough question. You could, he could have just blown it off, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Paul from Jürgen, to be honest. I think that it's a really pertinent question because the game is at 12.30. The record is there for everyone to see. Last season, that we we drew three, we lost three. Um, he's trying to then Klopp has always complained in the past that the quality of the questions haven't been good enough. And now the quality of the question is, it's a reasonably fair question. He's he's saying it's a stupid question. Um, If you got beef with James Pearce, ban him from the press conference, be a man, ban him. Say you don't want him there because of whatever reason. Don't just throw him under the bus like that. They're asking what is a perfectly good question. I'm sorry, but I think Jürgen's really in the wrong. And then he goes on and answers the question. But yeah, because there
2: is there his his anger. I think is eminently understandable because that an opening stat that i gave you that's outrageous that's outrageous that you know lisa marie's talking about the f- f- uh, tv companies and of course they're the ones who call the shots but there should be yeah. some effort to even out the the distribution of of the teams who have to play in that slot because it's the least favorable slot and it's clear that you know if liverpool is twice as many fixtures as other people that that should have be been addressed so i i fully understand his fury on that topic
4: right yeah, you get that, but the problem is, when you're a popular team and you're pulling in numbers, you're pulling in the TV audience. The TV companies want you. You, can, well, you that, can't have it both ways. You can't be what you know. We get money. We get TV revenue money for playing these fixtures. We get more money. Yeah, but you, there's.
2: I understand the victims of our own success thing, but there are yeah. other slots available.
4: <laughs> there, there is. But the thing is, that is what was the BT Sports block slot. It's TNT Sports now. It's twelve thirty. It's not Sky Sports. They only have one slot, do BT or TNT. It's the twelve thirty one. They're, they want Liverpool. Now, it's up to Liverpool to deal with that. At the end of the day, if, if it was Man City every week, we wouldn't be complaining. We'd be saying, well, fuck them. Let them, let them suffer. That's to our advantage. We've got to find a way of coping with it. At the same time, I, I get it. You know, I'm not for it. I'm not saying we should be playing every week at 12:30. I totally agree with that. But I just think it's poor on Jurgen's part the way he threw Pierce under the bus. And like Lisa Marie said, if it was a different journalist asking that question, he would he wouldn't have said it's a stupid question because he's he's brought this up in the past. He's opened that door now. You can't close it. The horse has bolted.
2: Yeah, well, it's happened so many times. That's why I, I want to get to yeah. Carl on this, because I know Carl has a take on the idea of, you know, there might be some sort of central misunderstanding here. Um, and Carl, just to get your take on the whole thing, because on the back of the PGMOL shite that we've all had to endure, um, and it is getting kind of ludicrous, uh, that even those of us who are very fond of our tinfoil hats, uh, While well, I'm wearing it proudly at the moment, and then you see something like that with the indisputable fact that we have twice as many of these half twelve kickoffs as the next club. So I can see how siege mentality, us against them. I can see where club fury is coming from.
6: Yeah, um, and uh, th- there's a few things in play here. But firstly, just to, to, to say to Cam, uh, one thing that's not being mentioned is the fans fans 12 30 kickoffs are an absolute pain in the ass because you've got to get to the ground and you've got to change everything around it um i know that's different for the players because it doesn't really matter with them but i'm afraid it does uh for the fans who suddenly get so guess what you're now doing 12 30 the whole james pierce thing is um i don't know what's happened today i don't know anything about this um but i know for a fact as in i know people involved in this that Jurgen did have a problem with James Pierce. I don't really care to be honest, because I think journalist's job should not be to write nice things about clubs when nice things aren't going on. I'm not saying that James doesn't do that, but um, the whole thing is raw last season with James Pierce was um, a mistaken identity. Mel Reddy wrote a piece basically saying that it's all fallen apart. Michael Edwards has gone. They haven't had a club doctor in. This is this is going wrong. This is going wrong. And Klopp was furious.
2: But is the, that is, yeah. is, is 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 that the piece, Carlin? Wish there was a source quoted because I yeah. thought it was a different story. But yeah, go ahead. So that that's the one. That's the one. And, and, the one and it, like.
6: it was a real brave bre- piece by Mel, to be honest, saying like you know, look, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is slipping. The manager is obviously not going to be happy with that whatsoever, particularly as he knows Mel, but he's he's got it wrong and he thought it was James Pierce. I've got that from two journalists who were in the room at the time, and uh, and, and James Pierce is going, well, well, that's alright, oh, that's not me, I didn't write that or whether that's a hangover from that or there's a matter of distrust there, that's why I have being snotty towards James Pearce um, and to be brutally honest I don't know James Pearce, I know, I, I know him to talk to but I don't know, him. I'm not here to defend him or anything like that but I've been on the other side of that microphone and just answer the bloody question, that's all, and, and it's a fair question, if it's what did you have for your tea last night then fair enough but 12.30 kick off Rafa was going on about this you know so you know this this is not new brendan wasn't in europe long enough for that to happen to him or into oh, the, oh, the international break thing he didn't really know hodson obviously not going to say anything but this is this is not a new thing this isn't just like saying like you know oh look we've got 12 30 again what are you saying that for it's what just about,
2: like, what about that angle that you'll be all too familiar with because i know you've read a lot of the same books as i have and uh two of them about um brian Clough's time at um Nottingham forest and one of them was written by a journalist who had, let's just say, exclusive backroom access, drinking buddy access with Clough. But if Clough came in and he asked the wrong question, and he was probably yeah, mind- right. mindful not to, he was out, like Cam was saying. Um, you know, Ferguson chucked lads. So, I mean, would it not just be simpler? Because somebody, as somebody has said, if, if his problem is with the athletic, then, I mean, I, I, it's it's really uncomfortable and this is one of the more upbeat press conferences of recent times but it's really really awkward
6: but it's also transitory travel as well because in this situation the club will just say do you know what you've really pissed them off you're out for a bit and ferguson did that all the time He bar people just constantly said like, you're out for three weeks yeah. then we're back in again and, and it's just a sort of i'm the boss here and if you're gonna stitch me up, I'm gonna stitch you up out you go. And but they always brought him back in again because you no know, that that I don't really care, to be honest. Um, because what one is I thought we discussed is whether well. he's got a point on, he has, you know, we do tend to get the twelve thirty kickoffs. Jurgen's obviously got some sort of thing about James Pierce and and I'm sure James Pierce is sleeping well at night. What I don't like about this is the fact that um uh, so then I can't say online, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. But, um, <laughs> but that, that's, that's mind. Okay, okay, I'll say it's a personal thing, isn't it? If, if so, basically the, the whole of the fucking e red world is now saying, oh, look, look, Clock calls you a prick, the man's got kids, you know, and he's got all sorts of it's just silly, it's just absolutely silly. Um, I think Jager's been a bit of a prick there, and which I think Jürgen can do because he's human, you know, and I've got no problem with it. But I, I just think as i was just answered a buddy question, it's, it's a very, very valid question.
2: Yeah, I, 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 for the record, I actually have no problem with him being a prick either, because he's generally speaking, uh, not that at all. And if, if there is beef there with the individual or with the, with the, the outlet, and um, then it's something that surely he could address by, you know. Uh, again, I like the simplicity of just, you know, you're you're gone for a while. I don't want to listen to your shite anymore because I feel bad about what you are saying. You are making me feel bad. He even said yeah. that, I, I get this feeling when someone like you says this, you know. Uh, so it's just, it, yeah, it, it, it's kind of needless drama um, around a situation which actually has this very, very good central point to it, which is if you look at the stats – There is a very clear case to be made, like I said earlier on, that Liverpool are getting, as we'd say in Ireland, the shit end of the stick here. And that is just undeniable. And there should be some intervention there by the people who organise the games uh, to change that slot. And I, I take what Cam says on board about being victims of our own success and that this channel very w- much want to show us. And why wouldn't you want to watch Liverpool? I think even now over City, we're more attractive because you don't know what you're going to get. So it's that kind of a package too. Just to finish on the top and give you last say on on this, both of you, Lisa Marie and, uh, and, and Cam, um, you know, it does leave you a little bit wary. And this is where we're going to go next to talk about the game that's coming up and talk about it in the context of the broader kind of squad set up at the moment because I don't want to focus too much on a thing that's going to be uh, invalid within a few hours. But it is a fair enough thing for him to say, Lisa Murray, and it is a fair enough thing to be pissed off about when you've got someone like McAllister coming back from, you know, literally – huge journeys lads as he said 24 hours to go before the kickoff he still hasn't seen them it's i mean i i I really do understand his beef uh with the authorities here rather than with the journalist who's asking the question about you know whatever
3: oh 100 i mean you know as you said this this has been an ongoing topic you know for for quite some time about you know these these early kickoffs and 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 again as, as Carl pointed out the difficulty for the fans you know to get to stadiums um you know with the early kickoffs as well so i mean i yes i i think his um beef his issue with the early kickoffs is is 100% valid um absolutely it's just you know, as it is for so many of us in life, it's the way we respond to it. And, and and again, I don't I don't necessarily my problem with with how he responded to to Pierce was was not so much how he was irritated in the once he got to the actual response of the question. You know, my my more was that initial, you know, are you are you stupid? Is, you know, are you really asking that? I, I felt that was you know completely unnecessary. But no. But but back to the question you asked, Trev, is, yeah, the these these early kickoffs, you know, it just goes to show that it's not the players and the teams that they care about. It's that you know, the TV revenue, you know, all of all of that. You know, it's the money that runs the game, unfortunately. And, and this is just one more example.
2: Yeah, I, pretty perfect summation and that's at the root it's the root of all uh things that make you upset in the world is that it does come down to who has the most money and who sheds the loudest about it and cam just give you a last a chance to to wrap up you can jump in afterwards carl if you've got anything else to say on the topic but i want to get on to uh what we've seen so far from these boys and what we can hope to see uh going forward but uh cam if you any last word you want to say on this topic before we move on
4: yeah, just a couple of points. Um first one is, on with this particular game, vast majority of Liverpool fans coming down will only have an hour and a half, two hours of travel. Um, so on this particular game, it's not as awkward for the away fans to get there. But Carl's absolutely right. The number of 12.30 kickoffs costs does make it very, very difficult for a lot of the fans to get to. Um, I, and I fully take that on board. Um, just to play sort of devil advocate here, if the game was four thirty Sunday and Pierce had asked the question, Jurgen, you've got a brilliant record, four thirty Sunday kickoffs. Um you've you've you played eight games last season, you won seven and you drew one. Are you really looking forward to this game? Do you think Jurgen would turn around and say that's a stupid question?
2: I know, I know. I totally get the point you're making. I totally get the point you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, and it, that's
4: it, absolutely. It, yeah, and that's that's all it is. I mean, I, I think what yeah. it is as well. He he didn't like it being pointed out how shit we were last year. Of course, thirty. And course. That, but but there's there's other reasons we were shit last season. It wasn't because of twelve thirty kickoffs. Well, we were just mean, shit. It, it,
2: yeah, in a few in a few cases it was a quick turnaround, but I I understand yeah. the point you're making. It's yeah. a it's a, it's a broader thing, and that's absolutely what 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 stung him was. As I said to you earlier on, it was the suggestion that we were not correct in our preparation for a match. Yeah. That's what stung him. And Carl, Carl, just to bring you in to, to tie a bow on this. As if it wasn't bad enough, Jimbo Pierce doubled down and wrote a piece, which he published after the press conference, talking about the dreaded Saturday lunchtime kickoff (laughs) and and uh, uh, Klopp's uh, uh, record in it. Uh, So uh, the beef continues.
7: Hello. I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye bye.
6: Yeah, (laughs) and I'm all right with criticising the manager from time to time. It's all right, and I I don't get the, oh, Jürgen thinks you're shit argument at all. Well, we're fans, you know, we're writing about the goods of the club, and if things go wrong, we're allowed to say so.
2: You know, uh, uh, another slightly controversial topic, now that I have you on it, because I haven't spoken to you. Not
6: the bloody moon landing again. Trev, they went to the moon
2: that nah, they never happen. The, the 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 thing I want to ask you about, um, just ask Buzz Aldrin. The thing I want to ask you about is actually.
1: Go <laughs> on, please do.
2: Is actually he won't Klampo's, use words. <laughs> he'll just chin you. Clapo's uh, comments on the thing that caused so much ruction there recently, where Jordan Henderson gave his interview. Now what? What I liked about this, and I thought, oh, this is a really upbeat press conference. He's not being spiky. He's being a really good lad. He said on the 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 odd shall we just leave it at that? We don't need to. We did not, don't need to relitigate that particular car crash. But what he what he said was, I I didn't read the interview, and then I did. To make my opinion, I told Hendo to stay, but I told him he may not be playing as directly as previous. I cannot tell a player he's guaranteed 50 games a season. It was really important we spoke about everything. So far, I think, fair play, he really handled that situation well. He, He then even went on to say, Hendo's a fantastic player, love him forever, fantastic guy, but he's not great when he's not playing. Millie was the same. So, I mean... there's literally nothing better he could have said there. You know, he acknowledges that, you know, he's fond of the lad that they've done bits together and uh, he didn't, he's pushed it right back onto the player for talking absolute shite about, uh, you know, his lack of opportunities and all that kind of thing. And, 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 and and suggesting that he wasn't wanted. He's just said, I told him to stay, but he's not going to play 50 games. That's as fair as he can get, isn't it?
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's exactly what he would have done, and I don't think. And and Henderson's right to be disappointed with that because Jordan Henderson wants to play football, but you can't, when you've got your lads coming in. It's just the way things go, and that's the game. And and I, 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 you hear this a lot, Tony, about when people say, "I don't want a player to come off." Like Mo, no, I don't want a player to come off happy. I want them to be annoyed that they're not, they can't write things. You know, if if there's a problem on the pitch, or they, you know, they're not going to get another goal, or you know, people shouldn't be happy to be sitting on the bench. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm fine with Jordan Henderson being angry and not being Liverpool anymore
2: Now I had a great chat during the week with Dave Davis on a show about who might form the team not the squad, the team in the Europa League um, matches, we've got six of them guaranteed and we've got a Carling Cup game in the middle there uh, before the end of this month as well, September 20-something, I think 7th, against Leicester so that's, uh, if you want to take that as a seven-game bundle. Um, and I want to just, we, we know that coming back from this international break, tomorrow it's looking likely Darwin won't play. It's looking likely McAllister won't play. These are two very depressing and upsetting things immediately, I, I have to say. It's looking like Thiago's not ready to come back. To say again? Diaz. Diaz, I haven't heard. I haven't that's heard. It. I can't say it yeah, I haven't heard any stories about Diaz at all. Um I don't know who was I don't know who was playing in Bolivia. I don't pay attention to international football, but Klopp specifically mentioned Bolivia. I don't know if Argentina
3: I think, I think McAllister played in Bolivia. Okay. Yeah.
2: There you go. okay. So again, it, but these are just the ones we know about. Canate is hope. we're hopeful he's gonna be back. Um Trent, for Christ's no, sake. Definitely.
6: Is, not.
2: Is out. So this is already uh, we're already starting to have to improvise a couple of the holes in the squad that people were genuinely and correctly upset about us not having addressed during the window uh, are now kind of laughing and, and making noises and going look at me. So instead of us talking about the game tomorrow, because he's going to do what he's going to do, and uh, it, it, he's going to have available who he's going to have available, I'm hoping we've got like a, a midfield of Curtis and and Dom and um. Uh, uh, oh, me, well, well,
6: the new kids you don't know yet. We don't. don't, don't That's your new, the new lads.
2: Yeah, we don't know. I, I presume. I presume Sabazlay will play. I, I imagine Curtis Jones will play. It's just a matter of who else plays there. Um,
6: Endo more than new lad.
2: You'd imagine perhaps Endo, but when he had an opportunity to start him, he did. not I don't know, maybe he just needs to get up the pace so it might be Endo.
6: I, anyway. I, I think he struggled for, for... This was a bit quick, isn't it? But I, I, I was at Anfield for the Villa game and he, he looked fine.
2: I meant to say that to you. You are this is a good one actually just seeing as you were there because um, that's I can't actually wait to get into the ground to be able to watch these guys live uh, next week and just see what they do um, and see how fellas move around the field because you never get that on TV you just don't get that when you say Endo looked all right what do you mean you, you, it didn't look like it was too much
6: well offense. no the game was over when he came on but um, but he he, he, he plays one really really nice ball from the left wing uh, but he, he wasn't look like, you know, he, he didn't look like me out there, you know. He was, um, he, he looked like he fitted in. I think maybe the the, the situation might be, you know, away ground, and you know, lads running past you a lot, which you know, I know there's less of that, you know, in his previous clubs. But um, yeah, I think I think maybe he's just trying to get up to the base. as they, as they all did, like Fabinho did, and you know, Harvey Elliott didn't they? Just like this, this is the pace of this game. I'm going to take you out for a bit until you got used to it, and now you're back in again. I can't see it being a problem.
2: I think you're doing yourself a disservice there, um, as, I didn't uh,
6: say that, but, as the, um, the, the vice captain
2: of the vice captain of Al Fati Lad. Yes, uh, indeed. You know, let's 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 not play down your status in the game.
6: I don't, um, I, don't I don't want to use my strength within the game.
4: Um, Sold did his soul, didn't so did not he? Sold is soul. <laughs>
6: I've, 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 I've taken the um.
4: You've taken the Arab
6: pound
3: have taken
6: the Arab pound to play for Al Fatih lad yeah, um.
4: More like you've taken a field in Norfolk, swine
6: <laughs> the, the same field as last week to be honest But uh, Also, the other big news on that is I might be moved to midfield oh, Jesus Christ Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like Emlyn Hughes. You can't play Emlyn. You can't play Emlyn Hughes at right back.
2: Well, hang on, hang on. Who's who's making this call? If you're the vice captain, I presume you don't have a manager. So
4: we got a captain. Do you know where the middle of the field is called. So, oh, so, come so, on.
2: So the captain, the captain makes the your your sort of um lineup calls and yeah. Uh, okay, all right, all right. And it might be
6: because the new defender's better than me. <laughs> that might be <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> And I can help uh, you with this. He is
2: it's it's only when you find yourself being told to go out on the wing that you know it's all over
6: yeah exactly yeah Gerard Houllier <laughs> said, playing right wing that's me out then
2: that's you done <laughs> for you the game is over
6: Have you uh, got all right all right okay okay I <laughs> don't follow those goal things anymore then
2: so here's my question I had framed it up and we got sidetracked I want to go back to it here's my question um <laughs> because it was an interesting one um to kick around a bit and it's Particularly interesting because it'll reflect your attitude towards this particular competition, I think. So we're going to start with the uh, concept first. Cam, I'll go to you quickly on this. Your Europa League, the team, not the squad, the team. Are you looking to get f- strong teams? Do you want some sort of blend? Or do you want to chuck the kids and really, really uh, fringe squad members at it? What's your, what's your take on that? Uh, keep keep it short because I want to get this from everybody and then we'll go back.
4: I can give you a one word answer.
2: Go. Blend. Blend. Okay, lovely. Lisa Marie, what's your take? All kids and 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 fringe people, some sort of uh, a mixture of all of them based on, I guess minutes and that type of thing played or go strong. As strong I think as possible.
3: Option option B, the, the middle, the mixture of kids and, you know, veterans, if you will, just again, based on availability and and op you know, an opponent as well. Um, you know, I think you look at who we're playing, um, and you know, and what based on that opponent, what we need to, you know, what we need to be worried about. Um and, and kind of do team selection from there. Okay.
2: And Carl, your quick take on that?
6: I think it's an interesting time because he can basically play the new lads and to say, uh, and it's sort of, this is what we do here type way, which I completely understand. Um, but uh, I think he must have win the Europa League the only thing he hasn't won.
2: So, leaves me t- to give my take as well. And here's where I, I really I really want to win this fucking thing now as well. We're in it. Um, We're not in the Champions League. I was the one sulking in the corner saying, would I even be interested in watching this competition? Because Champions League, is that trophy's always been everything to me. But I'm so all in now that I really want us to win it. And here's where I I think we're going to start seeing issues. Because I think I agree with Carl. I think Jurgen wants to win it as well. And as a result, there are going to be some issues at least I'm going to start with you on this one and we'll look at more kind of controversial positions about you know you know who would you play here and who would you play there but I'm thinking of one guy in particular I'm thinking about Mo Salah I think Mo Salah is going to look at Lask and at Union Giloise and Toulouse and think I mean, with the best will in the world, I've got a right chance to score a My scatter goals. of goals there. So I can see, Lisa Marie, I can see Mo. And I'm touching wood here on the table. He is pretty indestructible. I can see him wanting to play. What do you reckon?
3: Oh, ab- absolutely. I can see him wanting to play. And and, and I think it, it goes back to, to the point that I made, you know, on, on the previous question is – Based on you know the games we've got, you know the game he came off of, the game that's that's coming up next, you know I think if if it works for Salah, I mean even if he plays say the first sixty and then he comes off, um you know I, I think it it is it's just man management you know squad management but but I think you know especially since it is looking that very likely this is our last season um with Salah you know let him let him on to score all the goals i'm you know i'm on board with that
2: yeah but this is the thing i was looking at if you look at the all time scorers record billy little is within reach this yeah. year if he gets If he gets a a bag full of goals, which he's more than capable of doing, especially with this competition as part of it. And Cam, just to get your take on this, and I'm going to spin it slightly, and it'll lead us into the next part of the conversation. Is there anybody, Mo Salah included, who when you think of the Europa League group stage, you think, I don't want that lad anywhere near this competition. Is there anyone in that category for you? Mo isn't for me because he has proved himself to be pretty hard to break. However... Virgil van Dijk would be for me and probably Alisson would as well do you have anyone in that category who you just go group stages to the Europa
4: not a chance well that would be Thiago yeah well fair enough yeah (laughs) Um, Thiago um, apart from that no I mean uh, just the the most solid question from before just play him in the home games don't don't let him travel just play him in the home games let let him enjoy himself at home we're going to be dominant. We're going to have more of the ball. Let him enjoy himself. Uh, Do you think there's
2: that? Is there anybody else genuinely in that category of our start? Um, yeah, Tiago not being one at the moment. Thiago, of the starters, who you would say, just no, have a night off, lad? I'd
4: probably say Trent. Because Trent, okay. Yeah. The Trent, I'd say being,
6: both fullbacks actually can.
4: Because the reason being, we don't have a, a recognised right back to cover him if anything goes wrong. So yeah. we've got to be a little bit protective of Trent, and as we see, he's just picked up an injury, and we'll probably play Joe Gomez there, who's if we're playing a three at the back, maybe doing the experiment of what we were doing before. Who knows? That might work. We may go three-four-three three in some way, shape, or form uh, on Sunday, but Trent would be the would be the one for me.
2: Yeah, I, I hope Carl. If uh, to, just to follow on from. Cam's point that if we Trent is out for the weekend I really hope we don't see uh, Joe as part of a back three because we don't have the personnel to cover and play that role we don't even have it if Trent's not doing it right so I just want to see a, a back four I'll be honest um, but again the same question to you is there anybody in that category and I think I already know your answer I think you've already hinted at one lad from Scotland is there anybody else in that bracket who you would say okay group stage is not for you lad
6: I think I think Virgil and the two fullbacks yeah um, maybe the keeper just because you, yeah. you're going to have to play keeper at some point but um, uh, yeah and I, I think he's I, I think he's just going to use a good, good opportunity to use Ben Doak to play Harvey more because I think Harvey's been great this season yeah Um but he's gone. He's gone a bit further than the Peck order, isn't he? So
4: is Harvey uh, in the squad for the Europa League? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. The, and, the, uh, the only one who isn't selectable is Adrian. It's a 25-man squad, so he's yeah, got. Yeah, He's got basically everyone available Sorry. to him. Sorry,
3: and Adrian. I think if one of the goalkeepers is injured, I think they can add Adrian into yes. it. Yes. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. You are it's allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and here's a question. I'd rather for you. play Joe Gomez in goal. It, who's,
2: your, who's your captain? Who's your captain? Who's your captain? Virgil and Trent. Out? Who's your captain? Well, no. Virgil's out, Trent's out, and is it Andy Robbo next?
3: I think it is Robertson now.
2: And 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 probably Allison no. after that. And I would have none of those in my team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be playing Trent or Virgil or Robbo or Ali in the group stage because we have good lads who can step in there. Um, with the exception of Trent, if he's going consi- to persist with this experiment, maybe. Trent will, you know what Jurgen's like? He likes to have his trusted lieutenants on the field. He just does. Uh, James, James Miller started a lot of games that you, you, most people were sort of raising their eyebrows off their head because he wanted a trusted lieutenant on the field. Uh, Jordan Henderson was in that category for ages as well. So I think he's going to want to have one of those guys. Um, I so think. To answer yeah, your question, Carl, yeah. I think. I, to answer your question, I think it's going to be one of the um, one of the new boys, probably supposedly. Like.
6: I would go, and I don't read my tweets, so don't bother. Curtis Jones.
2: I, I mean, I'd I'd, I'd like that a guy in central midfield. Yeah, I mean, he, and and listen, he's not necessarily he has the potential to be part of our. Midfield three going forward, it could be him and Mac and Dan like easy going forward for the rest of the season. It just could be he's that he's that good. He could he could do that. Um, but if it doesn't work out for him in that regard, I'd love to see him playing a lot. And here's where we get to another question, um, because I've I've seen this said a lot. I, I'm talking about rhythm, and I've seen people saying, okay, well if we could play maybe. Joe Gomez and Joel Matip as the centre-half pairing in the Europa League. Um, Or, I mean, heaven forfend, Joel Matip and, and Kwanzaa. And, and Joe Gomez at right back, at least then they are playing on a regular basis. And then, you know, your nominal first team defense, we know what that is. It's 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 Ibu and, and Virgil and, and the two lads at full back. But if you're keeping those other guys playing, they're getting rhythm and they're fit to step in whenever necessary. Of course, the big issue with that, Lisa Marie, is that that is in a world where injuries don't exist, which is not a world... <laughs> that we can, we can ever claim to be part of. So it's a lovely theory, but in reality, you know, there are going to be lads stepping in to fill in gaps. It's already happening to us to a kind of annoying degree. Um, so, I mean, I don't think there is any real approach apart from pick that mixture team or pick the best team you can pick on the day. Uh, they're probably your only two ch- choices i'd imagine going forward in this cup if you want to have any chance of being you know top of that group at the end
0: i don't need a vpn i've got nothing to hide (laughs) this is what i used to tell myself before i hooked up with LibertyShield.com. not only is my home internet now fully encrypted but i can now access all the websites i want whenever i want and do so from absolutely anywhere
3: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we all know injuries going to happen, you know, even if they're, they're the, you know, the shorter term ones like, God willing, what Trent is currently dealing with or or I mean, Virgil's not out due to injury. He's he's out due to, you know, the red card situation. So these these things are going to happen. It's um, very naive to think that they won't. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's the mixture plus minus, you know, best team available on the day. And, and again, you know, depending on the opponent, I mean, I think that's got a, that's got a factor in there as well.
2: For sure. Cam, any final thoughts on Europa League and, and, and and how we should look going forward in it? I mean, anyone you, you, you're looking forward to really seeing on a regular basis there. Uh, We've mentioned Harvey, anyone else fall into that category for you?
4: Um, I think Carl it, maybe Ben Doak. Yeah. Uh, if if he gets some game time, it'll be nice to see if we get uh, a midfield of um, obviously Curtis uh, Dom and uh, uh, McAllister. Uh, see if they can progress into a three. I don't think it's really a three that would work in the league, but it in, it may work in Europe um, uh, because I think we'll dominate teams more in Europe in the Europa League, especially. Uh, Endo will probably get a lot of games in the Europa League as well and we could see how he progresses that would be interesting yeah absolutely that, be, uh, maybe, right, that,
3: that might be a good way to give him rhythm
4: yeah yeah very much so that would be good because that those are the games where you know he can get bedded into the team and um, the sooner we get him up to speed the sooner we can get a, a, a number six in and uh, do what a number six needs to do for us
2: yeah again a whole a whole different can of worms and it's a big chat in and of itself we'll probably have at some point probably closer to Christmas uh, as it becomes a potential possibility with the f- 10 or so minutes we have left I want to just leave it kind of open to a couple of reflections on what we've seen so far and it's kind of intended to be an upbeat ending, but feel free to have a moan if you like. And I just want to say, like, for, just want people to give me their take on what has been the biggest takeaway for you so far in the small selection of games that we've seen. And for me, I'll be honest, it's almost all positive stuff. It's it's it was a sort of a a big sigh of relief uh, to see Darwin doing. Uh, what he did to win that game for us and what he did in the follow-up game, which has been underrated because he didn't score uh, in terms of being central to the scoring of goals in that game as well. One assist and one central involvement and, you know, hitting the post and everything. I mean, what do you want? It's it, two central involvements, actually, and, and, and an assist. Um, he was the one who was pressurizing, I think, for the first goal led to, from the corner. So you're looking at a fellow there who I think is... In mode, and I think that's fantastic. It's very frustrating that we're hearing stories from else the saying things about he arrived with muscular issues. You'd never know what to make of international managers and their comments, but I don't like the sound of that. Um, and we're already being—it's been pretty much told. We've been pretty much told he's not going to play. Tomorrow, that's a little bit frustrating. He's been a highlight for me, just seeing it, it work, because it was getting very frustrating seeing him get two or three minutes at the end of games, and how can you impact something at that stage? And then when he did get a chance against Newcastle, um, you know, he didn't start and he came on. And he really, really did the business. That's exciting. And the other takeaway for me is is just mar- marveling at Subasic and how outrageous he looks as a footballer, um, an athlete, a presence on the, on the, on the field. That's, uh, they've been the two big takeaways for me that have me incredibly excited to watch the match tomorrow. Um, and the next day and the next day, um, Let's roll it around in reverse order this time. Carl, what about you? Like, what's what's what what's the things that really sat with you, um, good or bad, since the season started?
6: Well, I think I think it's worth remembering that uh, the reason that Darwin got the goals against Newcastle because they were furious because he hadn't played. So it is quite a good thing sometimes when players don't play because when they come on they're angry enough to do something a bit more which is nice to see. I think I've really enjoyed Harvey Elliott um, coming on and just putting the legs together, which he definitely did against Chelsea when we were floundering a bit. He just came on and put the energy in the midfield and the forward line together. That was really nice to see. Um, I'm really pleased with the way we played with 10 men. I think that was just being really mature um, on, on both occasions. And um, to say this is a trend, this is a transition. Um, it's a pretty good one isn't it. Um, 3 3 wins and a draw from the first four and we've already been to Newcastle and Chelsea. Um Yeah, yeah. just just, it's just all positive really. I hate Wolves as well so if we get by we batter them tomorrow. <laughs> the moment, you know.
2: Yeah, you're not the only one with the uh, intense Wolves hate. Um there's a certain uh, Neil Poole who for reasons he's never fully articulated to me. Yeah. uh has the most I'm, I'm
6: all for that.
2: Oh, it's great. It's it's yeah. just fantastic. I think it I think it's irrational and and and, and I, I love that even more. Um listen, Marie, what about you? Any takeaway in terms of just something that's sitting with you that you're either concerned about or really enjoying on the um on the basis of the first few games?
3: Well, overall, um it's fun to watch us again. Yeah because it had just really gotten last season for I mean not to speak for everybody, but for me personally, it's just like Liverpool okay you know like you felt you needed to watch but you didn't necessarily you know I didn't look I didn't look forward to the games and now it's looking it was a little bit more so toward the end of the season but there was just that stretch you know probably from you know after the World Cup break till about middle of April where it 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 just felt like a chore um so so it's so that's gone away and that that's exciting um and yeah, my, my kid, Harvey Elliott, you know, seems to be coming back in strong again. So, you know, mm. always proud of that. Um, and yeah, just Dominic Sabah's in, in all ways. I mean, the perfect hair. Um,
7: <laughs> oh, God. Something to
3: behold. Um, but, but, you know, and it's I keep having to remind myself the age he is because he seems like he the way he carries himself to me seems older than than what his age is which which is incredible and can only be good things for us so um yeah just all the things but but overall it's we're interesting to watch again um yeah and and i just hope that that continues
2: i really like that as well i i, I that's the thing the fun that sort of waned away from it a lot last year because it felt like the wheels had come off and there was a bit of denial about why or how to fix it. It felt contradictory every time we heard a press conference and every time we saw the team take to the field, it felt like there's a lack of joined up thinking going on here. And as you say, it was only towards the end of the season where uh, that did change to a, in, a, in a very positive way. But yeah, it's fun to watch the Reds again. Cam, what about you? Just to finish up on this topic and probably... Pretty much finish up for the show. Bar um, sign offs. What um what is, what is your what's sat with you the most and
4: like I say, good or bad? Um, I wouldn't say the last game was fun. I thought it was really professional. Um, I thought that was probably one of the most professional performances we've seen under Jurgen Klopp in how we've pretty much controlled the game really well and. Uh, well, well, let that me, was let, pleasing let, me let me jump that in
2: was, there. Let me jump in there. Is that not that's kind of okay? I understand what you're saying. Um, you're yeah. talking about excitement. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it beautiful to be relaxed watching yeah, yeah. The football game?
4: You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah, but that's that's my point. It wasn't fun. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah it, fun was the last fifteen minutes against Newcastle. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was joyous. That was as ex- that had me out of my seat. The the goals against Villa didn't have me out of my seat. It was methodical. It was professional. It was a yeah. performance in that respect. It was a Which different. Which was fun type. too. What, <laughs> yeah, mm, well, I'm not Maybe fun, for but you, you. Maybe for well, you it was fun, but not for me. I'm just giving my take here. I'm not saying everybody, uh, you know, has this take. That, I'm just giving my take. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the game against Bournemouth, the goals didn't really have me out my seat. I don't, you know, we haven't had a, you know, that. John Ho performance like Newcastle last 15 minutes like Carl said when we went down to 10 men the way we controlled Newcastle but then Ali made a lot of saves that day as well he's made more saves than that Newcastle should have destroyed us we should have been dead and buried yeah, yeah. But they didn't. They didn't take their chances. Ali was brilliant. He showed why he's the, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. Fuck you, Ballon d'Or. Um, and why he, why we've got him and why he deservedly got a new contract extension. And, and I think that's the best news of this week. Ali getting a contract extension. That's brilliant. Yeah. Why are we celebrating that more? Yeah, oh, it, I missed that news. Okay, There cool. you go, then. That's why you come to the show. That's what I do. <laughs> I bring the good vibes, girl. That's
2: what I do, says Cam Branch.
6: <laughs> Absolutely no evidence of him ever doing that
4: He's never done it before. Hey, listen, Mr. Jan Mulby. Yeah, when you when you see when you see, like 2 feet past that center circle, you'll get a nosebleed. <laughs> well,
6: I'll let you know how it goes.
4: Yeah, I do. 8:15 uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. I might come and join you.
6: Oh, I'll I'll bring the um I'll bring the ball for you next week.
4: Cheers. Um, for the hat trick the, the hat, the hat hand trick hand yeah hand hand. I know I know what you meant you'll be buying one at the sports I'll show you stuff, it you? <laughs> I'll take a photo of it later
2: <laughs> yeah. you'll be buying one of those two pound super telly 1970s ones that you yeah. get in the corner uh that blow away or yeah, you came at the
4: goal and it went to the
2: corner flight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you convinced yourself you were a Brazilian master uh, with your ability to bend the ball. Um, we should start wrapping it up because I want to keep it tight onto the hour and uh, we're coming up on that now uh, in a couple of minutes. So if there's anything anyone wants to say, I'm going to go around to each of you in a sec. First up, I would just in the vein of our old kind of traditions here, we often give a recommendation and I've been... Off crocked with, uh, I had knee surgery and I've had the week to basically lie on a couch and put ice packs on it and try and move it around, do physiotherapy and stuff like that. So I've done a lot of television watching. I don't tend to. Um, and in that period of time, I caught up with the rest of humanity and I saw uh, the bear. And if you haven't, it's on Disney Plus. I'm sure you can sign up for a month or a week. Go and do that and watch that. That's how good that show was. I I couldn't get over how good it was. I was instantly engaged. And there's an episode set at Christmas. I think it's called Fishes or Seven Fishes or something like that. And my God, it's the tensest episode of television I think I've ever seen. I was entirely traumatized by it. Uh, So much so that I went away and came back and watched it again. It was that good. Uh, I, and I've rarely been as effusive in my praise about anything that's come out recently because I think, I thought television had peaked, but this is good. This is good stuff. So if you haven't seen The Bear yet, get that into you. Lisa Marie, any final words from yourself or a sign off or a recommendation or anything at all?
3: Um, I would just like to say happy birthday to my dad. He turned 85 yesterday. And, Congrats. And um, I am hoping that, that's in the genes and the genetics, uh, <laughs> because he's a relatively young eighty, or not relatively, he is definitely a young eighty-five. Um, anyone who knows him well is is surprised that he that he is of that age. So, um, family celebration.
4: Have you seen Downey, Lisa Marie? He's eighty-seven. Well, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I'm spry. I have
3: not. <laughs> I hoped to meet Trev Downey back in February.
4: Yeah,
3: no, I thought. unfortunately, I the stars did not align. <laughs> I know. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It bodes well for Trev because my dad is also an avid gardener. And and I really think the things that that has kept him young. So anyway, so happy birthday to dad. Um, Also, I did a podcast earlier this week with um, one of the what if pods with with Mark Roberts and and Stephen talking about just kind of like. Managers and players, you know, is it the man? Are players reach, you know, a new level of success because of the manager they play under? Are the managers, you know, reach level of success because of the players they have? You know, what what are kind of, you know, some of those circumstances and and factors around it? So um, it's under the um, AI. Pro Plus um, on on Anfield Index. So give that a listen. It was fun. It was fun. It was something different. Um, and so for me, it was something different, and and I really enjoyed doing it.
2: Excellent. Yeah, I I I love the concept behind Mark, the, that show. It uh, gets people thinking and 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 talking about alternatives. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 good fun, and we'll make a point of listening to that one with yourself tomorrow. Uh Cam, what about yourself? Any sign off, uh, recs or ideas, or statements, or party political broadcasts? It's a while since you did one of your rants. Um, <laughs> what what have you got for us? All
4: right, um, I've got four quick ones for you. Oh um the bear i've watched nearly every single episode now and i just can't get into it honestly. oh mate i'm 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 i'm, I'm, I'm how can I'm you try- ch- Are you coming I, in hey, two-footed hey, on my recommendation hey i'm not everybody's saying it's brilliant right I'm you know what we're gonna do you know what
2: we're gonna do we'll do a Everyone, fucking poll we'll yeah, do a yeah
4: i know you are a, a science yeah. so um <laughs> einstein um so yeah I, I mean don't get me wrong i i watched first series and i was like yeah yeah it's all right then it's just not grabbed me in any way like certain shows do so that's just me um warrior um bruce Lee's writings stories excellent you've got to watch it you will enjoy it uh Hong. Don't Watch It With The Kids. Bit of comedy. Funny. Not bad. And then finally, Fury. Um, It's a sci-fi and it is interesting as fuck. So, yeah, there you go.
2: Movie or TV show? Fury. They're all shows. shows. They're all shows. Okay. Okay. Nice one. And that's you, The Four Rex, yes? Yep. You're happy with that? Excellent. Uh, Carl, last words to yourself for the show today.
6: What's the Netflix program called, Where the Plane Goes Away For Five Years?, and oh,
2: uh, it's, uh, is it Manifest, is it?
6: That might be the worst TV programme I've ever seen.
2: Really, I, so bad. I agree.
6: God, that was so I never so did bad. watch that. I never saw So it. bad. Yeah. The writing I is watch. awful. I, 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 I wish the plane had crashed, and then <laughs> it could save me hours. And, and
4: the woman I, who I played, wish the author had crashed and not written it.
6: The, the, the main wife. God, she's an awful actress. Truly really do, do your sad face. There we go. Sad. Just do that for every single scene, regardless of context. Okay. What? I don't understand. Oh God, it's so bad. Um, read, read books. I saw John Robbins last night, the comedian. Uh, I would recommend going to see him if you can.
2: John Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not, not one I know. Um,
6: he's on Radio Five on Fridays with Alice James.
2: Excellent. And uh, was it a stand-up gig or was it with somebody yeah, that's,
6: else? That's stand-up, but very dark in places, but very funny.
2: Okay, cool. So, uh, don't watch Manifest. Do go see John Robbins. that it or anything else? Uh, that's about it, yeah. That'll do. Uh, obviously, uh, buy Carl's books. He forgot to say oh, that.
6: Buy my books, listen to my Charlotte podcast. We've had a bit of a break because we've done quite a few lately, but we're coming back with Charles Augustus Milverton,
2: And who doesn't want to come back with Charles Augustus Milberton?
6: The worst man in London.
2: A terrible the man. A terrible man. A terrible set of lads. Uh, I I
6: mean, he, he, honestly, you, you, you don't want him to be your mate. You you, <laughs> you go to another pub.
2: <laughs> and speaking of a terrible set of lads, that was Carl Carpeck, that was Lisa yeah. Briehan, and, <laughs> and that was Cambridge. I've been Trev Denny, the worst, the worst of the set of lads. And uh, we'll be back with you on the Anfield Index podcast very, very soon.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically.